never reach me Were some guys who were preacher fans The only dudes who could ever teach me Were some guys who were preacher fans Yes, they were They were Oh, yes, they were That's a podcast theme right there. Welcome to Preacher Man, a podcast about AMC's Preacher. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And we are going to be talking about Bleak City. Bleak City. Bleak City. City. As we learned, is the nickname for a city in Australia, Pete. Do you have any more information? Uh, yeah, it's Melbourne. That's right. <laughs> oh, good. That good is clarification right. right there. Very good. Now, you guys probably won't be able to hear this, uh, but this is giving us a nice little bit of flavor. We're recording this across the street from a church, which is singing very loudly. Now, here's a fun fact about this church for you guys. This happened and happened for a while. I've lived across from this church for about... 10 years plus yes, now yes, at this point. At least. Uh, there was a period of about five years where every Saturday or Sunday their fire alarm would go off and there would be fire trucks in front of the church. Every week? Every single week. That's very odd. It was very weird. We started referring to it. You know, I'd call my wife and be like, hey, I'm on my way home. Do do we need to pick up some groceries? She'd be like, oh, by the way, the church is on fire again. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, there you go. That's sort of like a preacher uh, subplot. It was. It definitely got me hepped up. For You uh, are hepped up. I'm, I'm real hepped up. The, uh, no, Alex normally isn't this hepped up, but he is no. hepped. 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 It's hepped either, donuts. It's either because we're about to talk about preacher and this church, or it's that I've had a ridiculous amount of coffee. I don't Ooh. know which. It could be. You could <laughs> have a fever. Oh. You could be just like <laughs> losing your mind. Yeah. I got a fever for Mountain Dew Code Red, right, Pete? <laughs> Woo! Uh, Nothing like the code. Uh, that was your body screaming in pain from drinking <laughs> this. <laughs> the code red is blood. <laughs> so let's get into recap because lots of stuff you need to know going into this particular episode. First of all, there's a dude named Jesse. He has a power given to him by a being called Genesis who lives inside his body. He can compel people to do whatever. This has not turned out so well for him no. as, it, as it happens. It's like a monkey's paw. Yeah, it is. A classic <laughs> monkey's paw. <laughs> it is because God has been torturing him. Not just for the past couple of episodes, but the entire series, but definitely much more heavily this season. Uh, Jesse has been heading to Australia to, oh, I'm blanking on the name of the place. It is Lonely Rock. It's uh, Uluru. Uluru? What are you talking about? The The, place, the the penis shaped rock he's heading to. Oh, Oh. Ayers Rock? Sure, could be. It's called Uluru is how you're supposed to say it. Oh, okay, That's thank the, you. So he's heading I, over there. This he, episode takes place in Australia, and I've actually been there. So wow. I'm sort of like... Wait, I'm is there really of, a dick-shaped rock in Australia? It's not technically necessarily dick-shaped, but it's a big yeah. rock. Phallus-looking rock? No, it's just a, it doesn't look specifically like a dick. It's just in a, the show, it looks like a dick. It sticks out of the ground. Like a dick. Well, not all things are dicks. Now, if you bury a dude in the sand, his dick will stick out like a rock. What? What? <laughs> Let's move on. So he's looking for this rock because he believes the apocalypse is going to happen near there while yeah. God is torturing him. Meanwhile, hot on his tail are two uh, people that he has mixed it up with uh, once upon a time. One of them is the Saint of Killers, a unstoppable killer who has escaped from hell to kill Jesse specifically. 
The other one is Eugene, a.k.a. Arseface, who's a character back in season one. He told, using his power, go to hell. And Eugene, alive, was led, literally sent to hell. Now, up until this episode, up until this point, Eugene has been preaching forgiveness. He has been telling the Sage of Killers, all you really need to get from Jesse is an apology. You just get a nice apology from him. Mm. So that's where we are going into this episode. They're all in Australia. Meanwhile, near Masada, which is the home base of the Grail, an organization that's trying to bring about the apocalypse so that they could install their own messiah, Humperdue, the descendant of Jesus Christ, who has some problems, let's say. That's, that's what are you nice talking about? Answer. He's a great dancer. He is a great dancer. He is and that's dancer. all there is to know about. Right. Yeah, exactly. And there's never been a bad person who is a good dancer. That oh. is true. Yeah. That is true. The best people are the best dancers. Yeah. Have you ever watched Dancing with the Stars? They're stars because they dance. All heroes. Yeah. Not all heroes were caves. But all heroes, dads. Yeah, wow, this took a weird turn. <sighs> uh, the show also took a weird <laughs> turn. <laughs> Lots of stuff going on. So, uh, well, cut is, that big sigh out. That yeah, Alex uh, let's take that out in post. Sort of a podcast Stop weary, a general weariness <laughs> with podcasts. You're gonna make the post production so much harder. The post production. Yeah, yeah, this is gonna be oh, weeks gosh. of post. Yeah, really. The whole team. I can see them just off camera right now. Yeah, camera. Good. Yeah, the way you said that made it seem out. like there's a camera here. Yeah. Yes, a crew. Even. A crew. Yes. So they're run by a dude named Harrystar. Harrystar has seen better days. Specifically, his head looks like a penis. Uh, His ear looks like a rotting cauliflower because Mm. it's made out of vampire foreskins. That's not a euphemism. It's literally made out of vampire foreskins, which were taken from a dude named Cassidy who recently escaped from Masada uh, due to his own help. Jesse tried to help him escape. Tulip, who is Jesse's on-again, off-again girlfriend. Mm. It's Uh, just his girlfriend, you guys. Sometimes relationships just go through weird stuff. They're just off. Yeah, they're, they're just off. No, they're not. You know what? Off. I'm going to call her Jesse's friend. Oh That's God. nice. That's good. That's that his girlfriend. Mm, I don't know. Doesn't really seem that way. X. They didn't break up. So she was trying to free Cassidy, but Cassidy freed himself. She also escaped from Masada, uh, though we didn't really get to see that. Uh, presumably, she just kind of walked out. Mm-hmm. Um, With Jesus. Yes. There is a bar near Masada called the Holy Bar and Grail, which is run by a dude who has been helping out Tulip uh, now and again. Uh, there's also an angel who has teamed up with Cassidy, Cassidy the vampire of the aforementioned foreskins. Uh, he teamed up this angel. They escaped from Masada together. Uh, we don't know a lot more about the angel at this point, other than he's friends with Cassidy. Let's see what else is going on. Oh, yeah, there's Hitler, the actual Hitler, who mm. is the leader of hell right now. He's supposed to be attending a conference to plan out the apocalypse with Jesus Christ, the actual Jesus Christ, except Jesus Christ left the conference with Tulip uh, and wants to tag along with her. And last episode, we speculated it might be a little romantic. We'll get into... It's flirty. One thing I got to point out is yeah, if the apocalypse has happened in 2020, they need to get started on this. You know what I mean? Like, it's already late right. into, you know, the 19. So it's like, you know, they've really... Got to sit down and work a lot of stuff Speaking out. of sitting down, we should mention once again on this podcast, Pete is full-on prone lying down. Why is that important down. to the people at home? It Why? changes your audio. It exactly. changes the audio. You can hear it yeah. in your voice. What? Yeah. You're it's a little not, bit on your heels. Uh, it, you sound like, uh-huh. What? It's, it, every time you say something, it sounds like we just woke you up from a nap. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's true. Huh? What? Huh? Uh, huh? You guys, <laughs> you guys both suck. Uh, anyways... Uh, I 
just think that that was an important part. I just they to should check. get they should get on it. They should. How long does it take to plan an apocalypse? Apparently, it takes uh, almost a year. Uh, really, two thousand years. They said in the episode that it took two thousand years. It's something they've been planning for a while. So they're finally getting around to it. These are the final stages. The weirder part, I would say, about the date is usually with TV shows like this, it feels like they put the date on when it's happening. So, mm-hmm. like, it should be 2019 because the show is going to wrap itself up in 2019 uh, versus 2020. Yeah. But that's not a big Skip deal. Skip the apocalypse. Yeah, exactly. Maybe they'll never get to it. I hope so. Yeah. Maybe the season will end and everything will be left dangling. Ooh. Oh, I love it. Sort of like Jesse and Tulip's relationship. Right? Then fuck you, man. They're together. Well, sit up then. I don't know. Why are you uh, so nice. mad? Get involved. I this am is, involved. This is the real relationship uh, we need to deal with. Um, Let's jump into the episode itself because so much happened. So much this goes week. on. It's like a big news program. It. This episode in particular, we were talking last episode about theme and theming and exactly what's going on. I do think there was a theme of obligation versus uh, what you want to do. Like the obligation towards your job, your position, mm. um, your path, and that was going on. But there were also so many plot things that were thrown into this episode yeah. at the same time. It felt very busy to me. It was busy. There was a lot oh. going on. As we I were. thought, I felt bleak. Oh, I felt like it was sort of like a city of scenes. Uh-huh. Oh, weird. I felt like it was preacher. <laughs> <laughs> Ran and out of that's words. the recap, guys. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Um, should we get into it? Yeah, let's do it. So, Take it away, uh, Justin. We start with a, a at a Mel- Melbourne tourism office. Bloody scene. Oh, Saint man. Uh, just killed a bunch of people. Eugene is uh, praying for the dead. He's just a consummate Christian. Well, pure. well, how do you know the saint killed all those people? It could have been Eugene. That's a great they point. They could have died on their own. Yeah. yeah. They just <laughs> natural blood. causes. At first, I thought because <laughs> they were chasing Jesse that Jesse had done that. No, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it was the saint who did it. And don't they later on... But someone on, got their tongues ripped off. I feel like that would be a thing Eugene would do. Don't they later on say it's a bunch of sex perverts? Or is that a different scene? That's That's a, they're talking about when he lost it, when the preacher was at that weird oh, house. Oh, right, at uh, Jesus de Sade's house. Yeah. Sorry yeah. about that. They put that story out there so that someone gotcha. will capture okay. Jesse. All right. Yeah, that's uh, I thought the, the saint had also killed some sex perverts. No. No, I mean, he probably has in his time. Sure, sure. He's been around a while. In a way, aren't we all sex perverts? What? Wow. Especially you, Pete, when you're lying down. What's that about? Lying down. And also the human sexual dog stuff. (laughs) That is not the other way to put it in there. That's more of a fetish than. Yeah, exactly. Using saying the word perversion is horrible. I would never want to shame, kink shame you, Pete, because you should do you and you are doing you. And if that means you're in a big poodle costume, that's. that's (laughs) (laughs) Don't you dare go from lying down to to punching. (laughs) (laughs) I know how to wake him up. (sighs) (sighs) Uh, Great. Uh, We'll definitely take off. We'll add a punch in post. How about Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah. Ready? Guys, ow! Oh, sorry. I, I talked over that. Do you yeah, want to take yeah, it do again? You, yeah, no, you don't need to get yeah, closer. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting, let's, uh, get, let's add a punch <laughs> of both. Jesus, Pete, you're going to... Oh, my God. God. That was, I heard that. It was loud. Jesus. And it, you're and the one you who said you wanted to punch. Uh, you don't uh, actually have to punch him. I didn't want to punch. I said I would add a punch <laughs> in post. He said he wanted want another one? Punch. No, don't. I, Pete. Pete, as you know, the production team has set up a very extensive fruit punch bar for us right off of camera. Guys, you better stop saying the word punch, otherwise so it's going to happen fruit again. Punch? Fruit, fruot punch? Fruit <laughs> punch? How about a nice Hawaiian punch? Uh, <laughs> so the, the sponsor, we're sponsored, as always, by old drinks from the 80s. Uh, 
the I feel like you this episode to me is about Eugene and it's about his sort of role as the consummate like faithful person and how it, his faith is finally broken in this right. episode. Do we like the last episode? Maybe we should talk down each path because yeah. you do have Tulip and Cassidy intersecting, but Jesse is very much on his own path this episode. That's true. They're in a, the path diverged, uh, divided in the woods, and I took the I podcasted the path less traveled. Oh, wow. wow, that's really deep. Uh-huh. Between that and so Jesse, uh, I think the short version of it is Jesse is in Australia. He, well, let's talk about the rental car scene, actually, rather than taking it short, because yeah. I thought that was an interesting kind of neat scene, particularly for where Jesse is right now. Yes, yeah, so there's this very strange man named Jackson. Uh, mm-hmm. Who is uh, runs this? Why is he car, strange? He seems like a nice guy. He seems nice, but he was a weird. He had a weird vibe. Well, he had a stutter. He had a stutter, but he also... That doesn't make him weird. That's not what I'm saying. The way that he was moved weird. was weird. The way that he moved was weird. The things that he talked about, he would just say random facts He's to Jesse. He's just tr- nervous and trying to... What are you? Is this your brother? Well, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> Why some people... Why bat for this guy? Because he was fine. He was just a little nervous. I'm not saying he's a bad person. Also, he's like, not a... Re- he is a weird... He's a weird character. He's not a weird character. Definitely he's weird. He's a normal... It's like the most normal character that show has ever had. Wow. wow. Strong stance from Pete there. <laughs> Pete's just getting ready to punch you again. That's what's going on. I can see it in his eyes. Anyway. I'm uh, punch hungry. Jesse goes to this very hey, purpose... Pete, real quick. Do you want any nut punch? <laughs> My love just squeezed nuts. <laughs> it's not as thick as a butter. It's more of a punch. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, it, he realizes who Jesse is. He gets terrified. And Jesse says, listen, I don't. I have this power. This is what my power does. It forces people to do stuff. I don't want to do that. So I yeah. want you just to give me a rental car and let me go. And when he finally convinces the terrified man to do it, he walks off and he does use his power to say, you don't have a stutter anymore. That does two things. The first thing is he's given this very simple gift to this man. It was very nice of him. But also it alerts the Saint of Killers to his location because the Saint of Killers is able to tell wherever he is whenever he uses his power. So my question is... We've talked a bit about the path that Jesse is on, what's going on with Jesse, how his faith is being tested. Um, Do you think that ultimately him curing this man's stutter is a good thing and putting him on the path towards righteousness, whatever that means, or is it God punishing him again because he gave this good thing to man but alerts the saint to his location? I think it's more the latter. To me, it's like sort of a... uh no matter what you do, you think you're trying to do this pure thing and then it ends up killing the subject. Yeah, but also, like, it was... Jesse didn't have to do that. He didn't have to stop and use his power. He made it clear that he doesn't want to use his power. Uh, so he convinces the guy uh, to do it. And because uh, the guy was so nice with him, I think Jesse rewarded him by curing his stutter. Well, but it ended up killing him, though. Well, yeah, I mean, that wasn't the thing. It was more the fact of, like, uh, he got away from the Santa Killers at that moment, so that wasn't the thing that killed him. It was... No, no, not going, Jesse. Not Jesse. The guy. The attendant. The very normal him. rental car guy who doesn't stand out in any way. His name was Jackson. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he died, He was killed because Jesse alerted by changing his voice. Wait, who killed him? The Santa, Santa Killers. Killers. Killed Jackson? Yeah. <laughs> Classic television <laughs> character Jackson? What? So ups- when did that happen? <laughs> this is the most upset I've ever seen you, Pete. When did that happen? What connection did you have with 
What? <laughs> when did they show that? The next the... scene. No, Eugene I never is, saw Eugene that. is praying over the Jackson, and he's How dead. How do you know that it's Jackson? His I... face is there. It's the guy. I didn't know it was that was. Well, him. I, I guess you should have paid other... attention to this man you love. <laughs> so that hard. was not Jackson. It hundred percent was. No, it was not. I... Yes. No, it was. It was just some other. No, he's alive. He's alive. Jackson's alive. It's okay. Jackson is alive. How and well. is your um your pilot script for Jackson <laughs> Jackson's Australian <laughs> rental car life? Oh, yeah, man, the it's spin gonna off. go. It's gonna go so well. That's good. It's gonna be a fun show. Is yeah. it comedy or is it just about how normal he is? <laughs> it's about how normal he is. Yeah, there's no jokes or drama. <laughs> no, exactly. Because Jackson. Uh, yeah, it's gonna exactly. be weird. Where is your pilot? You have to rewrite it, so it's just about a, a dead body that just sits there because no, he's no, dead. That does not in continuity. <laughs> that didn't actually happen. Okay, well, this yeah. is a good fight for everyone who <laughs> is screaming into their headphones. He did die. I saw the episode. I didn't see it. <laughs> he uh, didn't see it, so it didn't happen. It didn't happen. But so Jesse uh, <laughs> is trying to get out of the retro car place. Very slow drive down, uh, and he ends up almost running into a truck where he sees Eugene there. Eugene yeah. yells at him, says, go. The Saint of Killers barely misses him. And Preacher, Jesse, uh, gets out of town, then feels bad about it and comes back for Eugene, which ultimately is very much his undoing. Again, yeah. it's like yeah. it's every I'm time he tries to do, right, to do something yeah. good, he dooms himself a little more. Uh, but we get a bunch of fun shots where he's setting up stuff to take out the Saint of Killers. We see through a fence as oh, he's walking so past cool, the fence. So it's cool. great. He compels the guys at the construction site, but we never see the whole construction site. And then it cuts back to a scene with the Saint of Killers coming in, uh, and all of a sudden he gets hit with a wrecking ball, oh, and that's how that's Jesse funny. escapes with Eugene. Super yeah. fun. The whole thing is is fun, and I think it's about this episode. Felt like it was a lot about free will and sort of the the Choices later Jesus and Tulip are having a conversation about this. And I feel like it was sort of your your no matter what you do, you're going to die. Is a little mm. bit the less sort of the sad well, lesson man. underneath. Yeah, not Jackson though. Not Jackson. He's <laughs> yeah, living. He's, fine. Living, he's living pretty. That's right. Uh, I also thought it was interesting. The Saint of Killers and Eugene are sort of like the way the Saint of Killers just kills people, and then Eugene sort of saves their souls. Technically, it's sort of like the angry God and the nice God. Yeah. Old Testament, New Testament. Well, we got a little combined. bit of that too to jump over to the Cassidy storyline. Uh, the angel that he is with. Uh, gets dressed, gets dressed up in a suit. Turns out part of the reason he was locked up is because he had an affair with a demon who shows up. They have a very pleasant dance. They have very aggressive sex upstairs that almost destroys the bar. And then they come downstairs. The angel kills the demon because she's a demon, and that's what he was supposed to do. But as we know, both demons and angels, when they die, come back in new bodies. So they have this epic fight there. So the reason I bring this up now is is we do get that dichotomy as well there. We get yeah. uh, the we get demon and angel, same thing with Saint of Killers and Eugene. Um, and sort of with Tulip and Jesus as well as they're driving in the car. Well, we yeah, Tulip and Jesse are kind of going through the same thing where... You know, Tulip they, and Jesus? Do you no, mean Jesus or Jesse? No, I mean Jesse because Jesse is driving somewhere and that's to come back to get Ars face. Tulip was driving away and has to come back for Cassidy. Sure, I think that's a parallel, but I'm saying more specifically we have these conversations between literal good angels and literal demons happening back and forth throughout the episode. Yeah. And it also all... when when he pulled out that sword, I thought he was going to kill Cassidy. Yeah. Sure. Or vamp and well, we'll get to that in a second. Sorry to 
bring that up sideways. But just to tie up Jesse's storyline, he does come back for Eugene. He gets Eugene. They're driving in a car. Uh, Jesse apologizes to Eugene, says, listen, I didn't know I could get you back. I'm sorry about that. Um, I apologize. That was wrong of me. I'm glad you're back now. They end up uh, hot wiring a police car. Uh, and no, they just take the police car. They tried hot wiring a sure, car right. because they he Sorry tulip usually does. This it. is a real Jackson scenario going on yeah. here. <laughs> that was such a nice little quiet moment for them. I thought uh, where Jesse does finally apologize to him, and he's I think he really confronts the idea that Eugene has had this faith in him this whole his whole life, and it was totally unearned, and he has to he sees. Yeah, and in, that, in front of its the face. Apology, the apology isn't enough. No, but I knew that Eugene uh, wasn't really uh, happy to see uh, Jesse because the first, he didn't say to Jesse, "Hey, the reason the same killers can track you is by using your powers." The fact that he like withheld that information made me very suspect of Eugene. Well, I don't know if he... They had a lot of stuff going on, and it's possible he told him at some point off camera. No. No? No. No? No. Absolutely not? No. No. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You definitely see things in the show that nobody else sees, Pete. Yeah, you might have been watching a different show. Right. Like an episode of Friends? Uh, Or the single guy? Or Jackson. (laughs) Is oh, the oh TV Jackson. Show Jackson. Jackson yeah. yeah. By the way, I think you're going to need to rethink the title Jackson Five. That has different yeah. um, implications. Well, especially, and there's also one of him. Yeah, the Jackson One. How about? Mm. <laughs> I'm just going to call it Jackson. Okay. Cool. What's the theme song again? Sorry, I know you were humming it earlier. Did you? Could you give me? Give no, us the theme I'm song? not going to give it yeah. to you again. <laughs> ABC. It's as easy as Jackson. <laughs> Let's not. Jackson. It's a song about how Jackson's definitely alive, right? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like living on a prayer, but a little about different. Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, baby, give me one what, more instead, chance. Instead of just like Tell singing, me that I'm normal. I'm about? Jackson. I'm a normal guy. Uh, that's good. If you want to use that. We should record this. <laughs> oh my god Yeah I really wish We were recording this <laughs> People are going to Want to hear that Man, yeah. you, What do you guys think Behind the camera You guys think We should turn on The cameras and record? Yeah, yeah let's turn it on <laughs> hey, Who was that guy I That was a producer guy uh, He's yeah. got a What He's got a weird voice Yeah Yeah or your marriage is weird. <laughs> Pete keeps, uh, when you walked into the room, you're like, you, sir, you have a completely normal voice. <laughs> yeah, that's, right. that's exactly what I said. No. Thank you, yeah. Pete. I, Pete, I love you. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, wow. That's weird. Jeez, lay off, dude. He punched me. You didn't even <laughs> stop him. You're supposed to, the whole thing is protecting us. Yeah, it's okay. I'm another producer, and I say it's fine. That <laughs> sounded like it's the first more of a southern producer. Yeah, well, no, but it's a different guy. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, you yeah, guys are both we're out different of your, guys. You guys are both out of <laughs> your gorge. Totally Can we talk we're about the show again? We're different. <laughs> oh my God! Uh, let's see what plot line. I guess we covered the producers. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Jesse gets shot by Eugene. Yeah. So Eugene says the apology wasn't enough. Yeah, uh, right. That was. That was. I cool. love that. So I thought good. that was great. We've been talking a lot about what Eugene's place is in this narrative. We've had some speculation over the course of the podcast about whether ultimately he was the person who was going to redeem everybody. 
Clearly not. No, he's finally in the dirt with them. Yeah. He was the one innocent. It's interesting. They, they talk about how Humperdoo, Jesus talks about how Humperdoo is the God's favorite thing because he's he's, he's purely innocent. And that was Eugene as well until right now. Right. But clearly not. I mean, that isn't something yeah, that spontaneously Eugene happened. It did yeah. some fucked up things but to get that face he's got. He right. tried <laughs> to commit suicide. Yeah. Well, right? no, I mean, there was that other stuff with the girl, too. What yeah. do you mean? That was her, right? They uh, they were just hanging out. Like, he didn't do anything. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then yeah. he imagined. Remember, there was oh, all that. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. And when he was in hell. Yes. Uh, yeah, he's been mostly innocent, but it definitely uh, gets to that he, like everybody else, has a lot going in their inner life that we don't know about, similar to Jackson, of course. Uh, so he clearly has been holding on to this for a while. I don't know if this was a spontaneous decision. I think this is something that has been nagging away at him. And it also gets to the greater themes about testing your faith. And in this fa- case, I think Eugene failed, right? Like, yeah. he... Had all this faith. He was praying over everybody. He was being a good person. But when the chips were down, he made a selfish decision and he shot Jesse. Like he did not take the higher road there. Yeah, at but all. I mean, if someone sent you to hell, you'd be really upset about it. Absolutely. But if the idea is that you stay good and keep the faith and see the best in people no matter what, he hasn't followed that. That's true. So yeah, Jesse ends the episode lying on the ground, bleeding to death. With the Saint of Killers and Eugene facing him down. Whew. Yeah. Meanwhile, back in the Middle East, lots of stuff going on there. We get to see Cassidy is back at the bar. He has a conversation with Tulip. There's a fun little bit there where Tulip says, similar to Jesse a couple of episodes back, did you tell Jesse that we slept together? Don't yeah. worry, I'm not going to be mad. Yeah. And then when he says yes, she punches him straight in the face. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it kind of feels like Jesse probably would have done the same thing, right? Yeah. That's. Yeah. They're all similar people. They're yes. all fun people. They like to punch so each other. A but like, it's like, well, how we punch each other, or more specifically, you punch me, and that's it. Yep. Fun. Fun. Yeah. It's like I, that's I, and I'm again. I'm sorry. I sent you to hell. <laughs> but punching me isn't going to take You keep that apologizing, back. and he keeps shooting you. I know. It's weird. Yes. Uh, so uh, this whole plot line, uh, we talked a little bit about what's going on with Cassidy. Basically, he's hanging out in the bar. He's trying to figure out what his next move is. Tulip wants him to go on the road looking for Jesse with her. He's not 100% sure about it. And ultimately, the destruction that the angel and the demon wreck on the bar, I think, drives him to do that, right? Yeah, it's, he gets love advice from the angel. from the angel, and he's like, "You gotta get in with the, the whoever you know." This forbidden love is the best kind of love. He's like, yeah. "Check out my demon," and then they have a cool dance, mm-hmm. and then a bunch of sex, and then big fight, which is like every romance. Yeah, uh, and uh, he, I mean, they're still dancing together in a way. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's true. Yeah. You know, yeah. they say boxing is the sweetest science. Ooh, whoa. And did you know that most boxers get married? That's true. To each after other. After the match, yeah. Yeah, right that's afterwards. That's, that's why true. they hold up one of their hands as they show everybody the ring. And that's yeah. why they call it the ring, <laughs> is because they're married. Oh, my God. Oh, it took me a little while to get you there, got, but I figured it came out. Around. Yeah, you figured it out, definitely. <laughs> uh what were we talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Cassidy Jesse and Tulip. Yeah, so Cassidy oh. goes after Tulip. Uh, yeah. That's pretty much his storyline. It's mostly him sitting at the bar and drinking most of the episode. Well, he's he's struggling with the fact yes. of, like, he wants to be a supportive friend, and he feels like 
he messed up, so he was like, the right thing to do is to go get his friend. Yeah. What do you think happened with his hair, by the way? Because Tulip makes a crack about it. Yeah. But was that just Joseph Gilgood decided to dye his hair mid-season? It or? feels that way. The way right? they talk about it feels like they're covering up for something. Yeah. But it, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. I thought there was going to be an explanation like he... Uh, suck the blood of the angel, and because the angel has blonde hair, now he has blonde hair. Yeah. But instead, it was just like, huh. Did his hairstyle change in the comic? Nope. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. It was weird. There must be some other reason. Yes. Um, I, I thought this whole, th- these scenes were about the characters in the story. It was about free will, once again. The characters in the story make a bunch of choices where like Cassie's like, I'm not going to do the thing that the story needs to move forward. And Tulip's like, I'm going to do the thing it needs to move forward, but I'm going to do it with this other, with Jesus instead yeah. of Cassidy. And both of the, all those characters trying to act out against the narrative, then the narrative fixes itself and they're back on the road at the end of the episode. Right. Which I thought was a cool sort of, talking about free will in the context of characters that don't have free will because they're fictional and then seeing them fight against it and then eventually have to do it sort of proves the point. We do have free will, but we actually don't at the yeah. end. Well, and that's the same thing that happens with Jesus as well. Jesus yeah. goes on the road with Tulip. They smoke a bunch of weed. What does he say? Toke blunts? Yeah. Is it called it? So they toke dope. Toke dope. dope. <laughs> they yep. toke a bunch of dope. Uh, go on the road together. There's a very fun road trippy moment, uh, which one of the things that I think we don't talk about enough with the show is it has nicely observed, very subtle human behavior. Yeah. We were talking about this with the elevator in the first episode where Cassidy and Jesse are standing at the elevator. One of them presses the button and the other one immediately presses the button. Yeah. yeah. Where it's like, yes, we all do that. Uh, this here... The road trip thing of them starting off going, woo, road trip, yes, road trip. Yeah. And like five minutes later, you're sitting there just kind of playing with the mirror. Yeah, it's very funny. Yeah. Mostly he's it's like, boring. He's making like noises and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and so they ask what they're going to do. And she has a very basic idea of uh, we're going to get high. We're going to watch TV, maybe rob a couple of banks. Jesus has a vision of himself trying to rob a bank, which is very funny. Super funny scene. Uh, and then he realizes, no, I, I got to not run away from my obligation. I have to head back. I have to do this conference. Uh, this is the one thing they've asked me to do in 2,000 years, and I don't want to do it, but I have to do the right thing. Uh, and uh, the one thing that Tulip leaves him with is like, hey, just remember, your dad's an asshole. Yep. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was um, interesting. I, I thought it was a good point because she's met uh, him yeah. and uh, doesn't like him. And, uh, you know, they kind of had a weird moment about where he got real defensive. And she was like, you don't have to believe me, but I need you to hear it. Yeah. That was a pretty cool line. And I do think, despite some of the things that are touched on this episode, Jesus mentions he did two things wrong. Uh, one is... Two sins. Two sins. He had oh, a baby yeah. with a kid, a uh, baby with a, a lady, and that lady was married. But I do think, ultimately, this version of Jesus is a good person, right? Yeah. Yeah, he seems a little well, out yeah. of touch. Yeah. Uh, right. Anybody who plays asteroids with that much passion is a good person. Yeah. Oh. Interesting. Huh. Really? That much Do passion? you play that much asteroids? No. Oh. oh what you're do saying, you play? <laughs> you're saying you're not a good person. Yeah. I yeah. like to play Rampage. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Very current Totally game. on brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Have you seen the movie with Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Oh, yeah, I have. Oh, how was that? It's great. True to the video game? No, but it's oh, still okay. a fun movie. All right. Cool. Yeah. Uh, good. <laughs> <laughs> that into the, into the canon. Pete did see Rampage. Uh, I had a question about the angel fucking the demon. Didn't Genesis come about because an angel and demon had sex? Yes. Ooh, do you think they're Genesis' parents? I don't know. Oh. But isn't that interesting? Oh. Maybe. Could be. Maybe. I thought maybe. that was maybe a little thing. Oh, could be. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, and that's why he's locked up yep. by the grail. That would make a lot of sense. That's what I'm talking about. We'll see what uh-huh. happens. Uh, so Jesus' storyline wraps up. He eventually goes to the conference with Hitler. Meanwhile, back at the grail, a couple of things are going on uh, to loop back to that. Yep. Uh, Harristar has a new ear made out of foreskins. We were speculating Very about nice. that last episode. Yeah, Very disgusting. Yeah. Uh, Featherstone comes in. Featherstone works directly for Harristar. She apologizes for losing Tulip, losing Cassidy, losing Jesus, losing everything. And she wants, uh, she's ready to die. But she only wants Hairstar to kill her. Hoover, too, who is Hairstar's new assistant, wants to kill her. But instead, she immediately jumps out the window, escapes using her squirrel suit, and flies so off. Funny. Yeah. It's such the a same funny shot bit. as last time. Yeah, yeah. it's really, really funny. fun. Also, like, uh, yeah, it kind of reminds me of the Voltron thing every time. Uh, but. Uh, no questions asked. <laughs> <laughs> no follow-ups on whatever yeah, that insanity you just said was. <laughs> no, but you know, every time Voltron forms Voltron, it's the same oh, I shot. Oh, so I it's see. like the same shot of her flying. And like, sure. You feel like you could just shorthand, you know, Voltron. Yeah, anyway, Voltron. Uh, moving on. And we're like, oh, I know what Pete's talking about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was that fun thing about the phone kept ringing and interrupting this very intense moment of like whether or not yeah. Featherstone was going to die or not. It was really funny. And again, coming back to the human moments where he's like, how can I get anything done when the phone keeps running? Yeah. So a very uh, human well, comedy. And stuff. as she escapes, the reason the phone keeps ringing is Hairstar discovers that Hitler made a deal to spy on Humperdue last episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes down. Uh, <laughs> Hitler is playing uh, racquetball. Yeah. The squash, squash. Squash with an old lady. Uh, and I, for some reason, I thought it was Hitler's mom. I don't know who. I don't weird. think it mattered, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like it was just Hairstar comes down, pushes down the old lady, kicks the shit out of Hitler, asks him what he thinks of Humperdue. Hitler says, "Oh, he's glorious." Uh, he pushes down the old lady again, and Hitler looks furious. So yeah. true to Hitler form, I think we haven't seen the end of what's going on with Hitler right now. That's he's true. Not, that's what historians keep saying. Yes, <laughs> those who. Don't learn about history are doomed to do new things each time. Is that what it is? I think I like it. Each episode, we sort of wander through a famous quote and try to remember it. Yes. Uh, we're good at it. <laughs> we're very good at it. Very, very good at it. Uh, Just like we're good at remembering what characters die in, in particular episodes and yeah. which ones are <laughs> normal and alive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, Hitler does sit down, though, with Jesus. There's another fun moment where Hitler puts out his hand and uh, Jesus says, I know what you did. I'm not going to shake your hand, but I will give you a hug. I am Aww. the Redeemer. Um, very nice. And they sit down to figure out the apocalypse. Um, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Anything else we need to talk about with the episode? Pete? Any anything else about Jackson you want to drop in there? Uh, no, I mean he's going to end up being the main star of the show. I mean that's yeah, obvious. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean it was a kind of a lot of heartbreaking moments in this episode. You know, it was like Tulip was really kind of tried with her love of Jesse and uh, you know Cassie, like really trying to feel like he was so happy to see Tulip, but is pushing her off. Like I don't want to kind of do something even though I have feelings for her. And all the kissing they did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and yeah, I think this this show is so funny, so creative, and so fucked up. It's just so such a great show. It's sad that it's going to be almost over. It's yeah, we're halfway. halfway. I was going to say, this feels like a real midpoint. It was a, yeah. like a reset moment at the end of the episode. Yeah, that's it. How are you going to do? Are you going to be okay when this is all over, Pete? No, no, I won't. Oh, jeez. 
Nice. Uh-huh. But you did you book your ticket to Australia to go meet Jackson in person? <laughs> <laughs> Jackson Fest is happening, right? Jackson <laughs> Fest is here. It's going to be sick. And you oh, still man. work at that rental car place. Yeah. Yeah. So. This is a documentary. Yeah. Cool. If you would like to support the show, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater Locked in New York. Come on by. We'll chat with you about Preacher Pete. To what do you want to plug? Uh, friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have. Follow us on Twitter. On our live show. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. Or at Men Preacher for Preacher specific content. Comic Book Club Live.com for this show and more. You can subscribe on iTunes, Android, Stitcher, Spotify, or the app of your choice. And we'll see you next time on Preacher Men. Not a great episode, guys. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Thanks, man. See you next time. Yeah. I'm gonna. Are you guys gonna hit up the fruit punch bar? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, they're out of nut punch. <laughs>